Next, if you feel that life is over when we hit retirement age, then think again. Perhaps once upon a time we'd have been expected to don the old cardigan, spend our lives worrying about growing up offspring and poised to cook a meal when everyone even suggests they might be hungry. A life of continued servitude until the mind and body packs in. But now, according to Barbara Scully, who's laughing here in front of me, (laughs) author of Wise Up, Power, Wisdom and the Older Woman, our 60s and our 70s are a truly magical time in life. Keep yourself healthy and this could be the most fruitful period of your life. And I'm delighted, as I say, that Barbara, the author of Wise Up, is here with me now in studio. You've been listening to Sarah there talking about our squiggly careers. Yeah. Do you think a lot of that does just come with wisdom, experience, having gone and had to endure the lows, the highs in life that you can land out maybe in your 50s, 60s, 70s with a real confidence and a sense of purpose of this is what I'm about. Yeah, I, I yeah, in an ideal world, I think you can. But I think there's there's two things that are really important to recognise as you get older. And number one is recognise the fact that we live in a very ageist society, in a youth-obsessed culture, which invalidates us to a large extent as we get older. And that kind of age and then comes with a big dollop of sexism that's always been there, if you like, which makes it much harder for women. So, for example, if you think of how men are described as they get older, as having gravitas, of being elder statesmen, of being silver foxes, and then you look at the kind of stereotypical kind of female caricatures around that, where you have the wicked witch and you have the crazy cat woman, and best of all, you have the Irish mammy, who's, <laughs> You're you not know, a fan. <laughs> do you know, the original book I loved and I thought was very funny, uh, but it's become this meme and this shorthand for older women, you know, who are obsessed about the airing cupboard and the fact that your jumper might be completely dry before you put it on, can't work the telly, doesn't know how to use their phone, (laughs) blah, blah, blah. So I think there's recognising that is really important. And I think the second thing that we need to recognise is the fact that we, we, we tend to accept an awful lot of myths and untruths about getting older. Uh, for example, we kind of accept the fact that as we get older, life is going to be increasingly full of disease and disaster. That's not necessarily true. As you said, if you look after your health, there is no reason why you can't be still active and well and energetic in your 60s and into your 70s. We also think that all older people are the same. All women aren't the same. All men aren't the same. All children aren't the same. All older women are not. Or all older people are not the same. We also tend to accept the fact that it's too late. You can't teach an old dog new tricks. Absolute nonsense as well. You can continue to learn and acquire new skills into your into your 50s, 60s, 70s and potentially beyond. Um, so I think that's the first thing you've got to realise, that you're kind of swimming uphill. You know, you're like the salmon going against the tide. But in actual fact, studies have shown the, the what they call the U-curve of happiness, which is that we are happiest in our 20s up till about 25. Then it dips. And I mean, I can understand, you can understand when you yeah. think about it, why it would dip. You've all the pressures of mortgage and relationships and children yeah. and balancing careers and everything else like that. That U-curve turns and starts swinging upwards towards your 60s. So, you know, it is real that your 60s and 70s potentially could be the most creative, fulfilling, 
possibly even important decades of your life. And it's really important that you get ready for that. And we're bombarded with, is it 65, is it 66, in terms of like the, the pension, pension age in which we retire. But you think when we look beyond that, beyond the headlines, that our perception of retirement is changing. Yeah. That it's not that you, you stop here, your career is at an end. That instead, to your point, that it is maybe about pursuing passion projects, it's new yes. habits, that there is reskilling. It's maybe kind of looking back and going, well, now I have the opportunity to do the thing I never had the chance. That's exactly, that is exactly what it is. And I mean, I have found, I turned 60 in January and I have found, because I've been thinking about all this for the last kind of two years as I was writing the book, I suddenly realised that where I was at right now in my life was very similar to where I was when I was kind of about leaving school. Do you know when you had that feeling that the world is your oyster and you still are kind of innocent enough to believe that whatever you want, if you want it bad enough, you'll get it. I'm back there again now with that same sense of optimism and adventure because as, as for women in particular, once you pass menopause, you just have all of these freedoms that suddenly make your world very different. So again, for women, you have the freedom from your biology, from your female biology, which is huge. For the first time since you were 12 or 13, you don't have to worry about periods. You don't have to worry about the years when you were not trying not to get pregnant, then the years when you were trying to get pregnant, then your menopause. Suddenly all of that's gone and you're in this like calm, lovely space where you go, this is great. That's a huge freedom. You also have the freedom, perhaps if you've been a parent of your children. Now, they may not have moved out and they may not be financially independent, but they don't want you around 24-7. And you shouldn't be putting yourself, as you said, making yeah, dinners every detach. time somebody says they might be a bit hungry yeah. and making sure they have their, you know, the clean uniform for the next <laughs> day's work or whatever. Um, you also have the freedom from caring about other people's opinions. You no longer care what other people think about you. And that increases. I remember noticing that when I turned 40. And every decade since, it increases. And that is huge. I can't wait for that. I, that is huge. <laughs> and then the next one is... Which which again is is a huge freedom is the the you drop the fear of failure because when you look back and that's my book the first part of it is about looking back on the decades of your life by the time you get to my age you'll have failed numerous times in numerous ways it may be at relationships it may be in your job it may be in you know whatever else and you're not dead you're still here. You survived. And that gives you, you, you lose that fear of failing. So you're much more willing to try things. Um, so, you know, and I found that women, whether they are, have been in careers and are heading up, as you say, towards maybe retirement because they want to step off the, the, the kind of the, the, the kind of intensity of a career or whether they've been at home and, and looking after their families. When they get to this age, as I said, kind of postmenopausal, there is this kind of rebirth thing and this feeling of, I can do stuff now for me, but I think it's really important that women in particular, but men too, recognise that and get ready for it. And um, you have to f- force the moment upon yourself to sit and reflect on this. Yes. Probably it's health scares that maybe for some people they have to reactively go, hold on a minute here, my yes. health is too important. Like, What would you recommend there? What's been your own experience? Well, my own experience was that in 2019, um, I, uh, to nobody's real big surprise, I developed uh, type 2 diabetes, which is the okay. diabetes you kind of give to yourself generally because you've had an unhealthy lifestyle. And I, as anybody who knows me, tell you I have I, I had still have a great love of my own baking I love food generally I loved carbs um, and I absolutely made a virtue about never doing any exercise because I didn't and I was very body positive and I'm still body positive but there's a big difference between body positive and being fit 
And so in my 50s, there were lots of things, you know, increasingly that I was kind of having difficulty doing. And I was thinking that's obviously because I'm getting older. But in actual fact, it was because I was getting increasingly unfit and my body was not happy. So when I developed diabetes and, and there was a family history of diabetes, so I knew what I had to do. I had to. I had no choice but to sort out my lifestyle. And as a result, I now feel younger now than I did 10 years ago. And it's not that I'm younger. I'm 10 years older, but I'm fitter and I'm healthier. Now, you know, I mean, I'm not saying, yeah, I'm in, you know, this nirvana place. Anybody can get hit with, you know, um, random illness or disease at any time. But you have, you will feel an awful lot better. And the chances are you will be able to continue with the energy and uh, the enthusiasm if you mind your health. So that's the feeling of of being younger, looking after yourself. What about looking younger? Like we see so much now about Botox, facelifts. Do you buy into any of it? No. Personally, I absolutely do not. And again, I think, you know, no judgment. If you want to spend your money and your time on injecting stuff into your face or whatever it is you think that's going to make you look younger. The bottom line is that anti-aging is the greatest swindle that has ever been perpetrated against women. And it has been perpetrated by the skincare and the cosmetic industry. And it doesn't work. You cannot anti-age. It is a physical impossibility. Um, You're breaking the hearts of so many brands this morning. Probably, but like it's all absolute and utter nonsense. And the sooner you make peace with your changing face or hair or body as you get older, uh, the, the, the more enjoyable your older years will become. Women, we're used to being judged on how we look from the time, again, we're teenagers. And we accept that, which we shouldn't do. Older women have a responsibility because of our, for our daughters and our granddaughters to call absolute baloney on this and say this is not I am not here to be judged on how I look that's why I love radio (laughs) I am not here to be judged on how I look you can keep your judgments to yourself I actually no longer care and I think that's something we need to teach our daughters and our granddaughters as well a woman's appearance is not anybody's concern except her own who do who are the women do you think role model that that we should all be looking to in terms of pointing to our daughters and saying that who is your role model in life? Well, I've, you know, in order to be a bit down with the kids before I go back into <laughs> my own generation, I've discovered Lizzo recently and I not only love her music, but I love her attitude yeah. and her like d- doesn't care less. But I guess, you know, going back, I don't know if, if uh, listeners will be familiar with Mary Beard in the UK, who's a historian, a very accomplished academic woman. She started presenting really interesting programmes on television. And the internet caught fire because she has her hair long, grey hair, and she generally didn't wear any makeup. Um, Miriam Margulies. I mean, like, who doesn't love Miriam Margulies? Um, Mary Robinson, fabulous woman in her power. Mary McAleese, our two former presidents, both older women who have stepped into their power and who are rocking boats. And that's the other thing, I think, that all those freedoms give you the power to rock boats. And whereas, you know, none of us are probably going to be at the level that Mary McAleese or Mary Robinson are. But we can all get involved in activism. We can all get involved in being the guardians of our communities and being spokes and speak up because we've less to lose than younger women do, who might find it difficult to speak up about issues. So um, that's what Wise Up really, I hope that it will achieve, that women, older women will realise their latent power and step into it and rock a few boats. That would be just great. 
Barbara, you are a breath of fresh air. Thank you for that battle cry for the wise women of Ireland. That was Barbara Scully, author of Wise Up, Power, Wisdom and the Older Woman, which you can buy now in all the best bookshops. And that's it for this week. I'm Ornia Kerr. That was Reignite. Sheila Newell was on sound. Sean O'Gorman produced. And to end, Barbara just mentioned Lizzo and the song About Damn Time. So we'll leave you with that. Until next week, have a wonderful weekend. O'clock, yeah, it's thick, 30. I've been through a lot, but I'm still flirty. Is everybody back up in the building? It's been a minute, tell me how you're healing. Cause I'm about to get into my feelings. How you feeling? How you feel right now? Radio 1.